Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 117th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. You may have remembered I've been discussing my newest book called Bluffs over the last two weeks. And during the previous two hands, we had pretty much the nuts. So this book would not be too applicable. But this week, we have a pretty nice bluffing spot that is actually detailed in Bluffs. You can check out my newest book at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash bluffs. And if you have never signed up for Audible, you can actually get two of my audiobooks completely for free. Bluffs is available on there. Um, you can go get that at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free. So I mentioned last week that bluffing in my mind is not just playing garbage hands for no good reason. You always want to have a reason for your bluffs. And frequently when you are bluffing, it's because you are at the bottom of your range. But your range needs to start off as a somewhat playable hand. It's not like you just want to start off with absolute garbage. So here we are playing 400-800. We have a loose aggressive player with an 80,000 chip stack. I guess we're playing 60,000 chips effective. Um, he raises from third position to 2,200. A loose aggressive guy calls in the hijack seat. And then it's on me and the small blind with 60,000 chips and ace-queen offsuit. So this is a spot where I think you can call or three bet depending on what you think your opponents are capable of. I have been trying to three bet more out of the small blind just because when you call, you make it so profitable for the big blind to stick around to the point that he just cannot make a mistake if he ever calls and he's going to call a decent amount. So you really do not want to let your opponent stick around for free. Also, it's good just to apply aggression, right? You don't want to let your opponents know that you are incredibly weak from the small blind because then it's almost like you don't exist because the worst thing you're going to do to them is just call. <laughs> it's not so bad when your opponent calls you out of position, right? So anyway, I three bet here with the ace queen to 8,000. So when 2,200 call, I make it 8,000 out of my 60,000 stack. The initial loose aggressive player calls and the other player folds. So we're heads up, pot's 20K. We have 52K behind. And the flop comes... Ten of hearts, four of hearts, two of clubs. I have ace of diamonds, queen of clubs, so we have absolutely nothing. <sighs> this is a pretty rough spot because I do think our opponent should call us a large portion of the time. If he has ace king, ace queen, ace jack, he's probably going to call. If he has any pair, he's going to call. So when I bet this flop, I need to have a very clear idea of how I'm going to proceed on the turn. And one of the lines that I detail in bluffs is the idea that you can bet small on the flop, small on the turn, and then huge on the river. Or you can bet small on the flop and huge on the turn. Either play is often quite strong because that is the way that a lot of players expect their opponents to play their very strong hands. So if that's how they expect you to play their, your very strong hands, you can easily put some bluffs in your range. And notice right here, re-raising from the small blind, I should have mostly big pairs, ace-king and ace-queen, maybe ace-jack, Maybe some bluffs like ace-five suited. But really, I'm going to have a relatively strong range raising from out of position. Well, re-raising from out of position. So anyway, on this flop, the pot's 20K. Notice if I bet, say, 15K on the flop, I'm going to have 35K left on the turn, and the pot's going to be up to 50K. So I'm not so sure we're going to be able to make our opponent fold if I take that line. But notice instead, if I bet something like 5K on the flop, we know our opponent's going to call us with a very wide range. But because his range is so wide, we should be able to bluff him off of that range by the river a lot of the time. So I think I like that play of betting small in this scenario. So pot is 20K. Let's see what I do. I bet 8K. So I think that's a little bit big. I think that that bet size is probably a touch too big because I think our opponent is going to call us. 
we don't really we want to make sure we know if we're keeping our opponent in the pot with a wide range or with a strong range. And I think 8K may not necessarily give us clean information about there about that. Whereas I think a 5K bet would let us know we are keeping our opponent in with a wide range. So anyway, our opponent calls, and the turn is the King of Hearts. So this is a pretty nice card for me. Obviously, all flushes got there. I have no hearts, so we are completely bluffing again. But I do think we need to bet. Notice now if our opponent has pocket fives or ace jack or whatever. If we bet, he's probably going to have to fold. So the pot is 36k, and I decided to bet 12k here. So my plan was probably to bet 12k on the turn, and then either shove or give up on a lot of rivers. It's important to note that some players will still stick around with any pair plus a heart on the turn because they have a bad flush draw and, say, a bad made hand, and usually one of the two of those is good. So, um, anyway, this is a spot where I think we can bet the turn, and then I would like to shove the river. But notice if I bet just a little bit smaller on the flop, the pot would now be, say, 30K, then that would allow me to bet something like 8K on the turn, and then I could bet closer to the size of the pot on the river. So looking back at this hand, I think I slightly messed up the bet sizings. I don't think it's too relevant, but I do think it matters. Um, Because you really do want to make sure that you have a decent amount of fold equity going to the river. And here, when we go to the river, pot's going to be... 60k and we're only gonna have 32k left so whenever your opponent's getting very good pot odds going to the river they're going to call you a decent amount of the time so i do make this bluff on the turn this turn's a great card to bluff because it should scare out a lot of the marginal pairs and the opponent folds and this is a spot where i think a lot of amateur players just never even consider bluffing because they re-raise pre-flop with ace queen which a lot of people do they continuation bet the flop but then they assume that when their opponents call on the flop they just must have a good hand And I can already see the angry emails coming in of people saying, well, I bluffed in this exact spot and my opponent showed me a flush. And, you know, that's going to happen. One cool thing about a lot of your opponents that you'll play against is they will just raise you on the turn with a flush so they don't even give you the opportunity to bluff them on the river. So that's always nice when that happens. But if I did bet this turn for 12K and my opponent called, I am probably going to go ahead and fire off on the river for my stack. And for that reason, I want to make sure that my stack is a little bit bigger going to the river. So this is one of the more high-risk spots because it does risk your entire stack that we... Or one of the more high-risk spots that's discussed in bluffs because it does risk your entire stack. But sometimes that is just a strong play. And I know that bluffing's uncomfortable. It's something that a lot of people do not like doing because they have learned to play poker in these tight, passive games where you just limp and check until you actually have a hand and you put your money in. But you'll find that if you become used to stealing these pots that don't belong to you, this is how you gather chips and this is how you actually win poker tournaments now you win at cash games so if you have any desire to win at poker hopefully you do because you are here um, check out this book you can check it out at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash bluffs and again you can get the audiobook for free at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free that's gonna be it for this episode of weekly poker hand thank you very much for being here if you enjoyed this episode share it with your friends because you know there's nothing wrong with helping out your peers um, i'll be back next week with another fun poker hand.